Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now we've been asking the franchipreneurs the one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Welcoming back John Ferricutti, the chief operating officer of been there, dump that. And been there, dump that has been in the dumpster rental industry since 2004. Their dumpster rental franchise started in Canada and quickly became a leading dumpster rental franchise in a short period of time. Hi, John. How are you? Welcome back to the show. Hey, Marty. Thanks so much for having me back. Very exciting to uh, talk th- to you again. Thanks, John. My, you know, it seems like yesterday, doesn't it, John? But it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> time goes yeah. by so fast. Huh? It certainly has. And I, and I can't wait to tell you where we're at right now compared to where we were when we first talked. Well, that's why I wanted to have you on the show. You know, I mean, it's really incredible. You know, when you know, I always get to feel like I'm a, part, a little part of the experience, John. You know what I mean? This is, you know, I get to interview someone like yourself, and then you get to see this tremendous growth. You know, and, and I saw, you know, since I've last spoken to you, you know, when, when I first had you on the show, I think you guys just hit that 100 unit mark, which is a real big milestone in franchising. Where, where are you guys at yeah. today, John? Well. <laughs> I, I feel like we should have a little drum roll right now, Marty, but uh, we, we currently have uh, 123 um, U.S. territories and 37 territories in Canada for a total of 160 franchise territories. That's incredible. Congratulations on that, John. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you know, you and I, I think, spoke about this last time you were on the show, John. I mean, that's a milestone in franchising. I mean, one of the things I never knew was that, you know, it's really actually, it's, it's pretty rare for a franchise to hit that 100 mark. And then here you guys are today, um, yeah. you know, and you just have this tremendous growth in just like several years. I mean, what is all of it attributed to, John? Uh, well, it, it all comes down to the same thing, Marty. It's great franchise operators in the field. And, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff that contributes to that. But uh, without great people out there representing um, the been there, dump that brand, there's no way we yeah. could ever achieve what we have. Um, and, in fact, uh, a, a large portion of our new franchise territories um, now comes from either referrals from existing franchise operators or uh, growth of existing franchise operators adding new territories. And that's really, really exciting to us. That says a lot, doesn't it, John? I mean, when you're getting referrals, you know, and your own franchisees are, are growing their business, I mean, it really says a lot about your business, doesn't it? It certainly does. And, um, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that we're uh, something special or better than anybody else, but we, we, we like to believe that success breeds mm-hmm. success. And, sure. Um, you know, we're we're on a bit of a roll right now, Marty. It feels pretty pretty yeah. good. It's great, John. And you know, you've been with the organization a while now too, John. I guess you know, I imagine you're probably like hitting that like ten year point with the organization. I mean, you know, I, I can imagine your answer, but you know, what are some of the things you love most about been there, dump that? I'm I feel privileged to have celebrated my tenth year uh, with the company oh. this year back in February. So now I'm, next February I'll be going on eleven years now. So. Um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a great company because, um, right from day one, uh, it's, it's been about, um, it's been about team 
And, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, and, and when I talk about team, I'm not just talking about the, the group that I have here now that we've grown on our support team. Right. We, we, we affectionately call ourselves the super support team here. I've been there and helped mm-hmm. that at the home office. Mm-hmm. But um, team, team is not just us. Team is us. In fact, we're probably the least important. It's, it's the franchise operators out there. And um, and the culture that uh, that I've come into here and that I've been uh, privileged enough to be part of and to help grow is that uh, that team atmosphere and um, right. you know without that I don't think we'd be where we are. That's terrific. Since you know I've last spoken to you too, John. You know we've had a lot of listeners you know to to our podcast. You know maybe you know you could talk a little bit about been there, dumped that. You know and how you describe the opportunity to a prospective sure. franchisee because I really think it's an amazing concept. Yeah, thanks. So so we are um what we call ourselves is the the, the residential friendly dumpster company. And mm-hmm. uh what we mean by that is that everything we do here at Been There Dump That um is a is designed to make uh a homeowner or a contractor working at a homeowner's location uh, right. To make that experience of getting a dumpster a simple and friendly experience, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it be uh, you know how they uh, how they experience us when they find us online, um, how they get referred to us by a neighbor or a friend or a contractor, more importantly, how we communicate with them when they do phone us or contact us to order a dumpster, and that's a really important right. part of our model. And then how they experience the actual um, service itself at their home, it all has to be what, what we consider to be simple and friendly. And so right. um, in the dumpster business, that makes us very unique. It's interesting, you know, as you, you describe it, John, you know, is, 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 you know, you, you kept using the word experience, and that's that's really what you're providing, isn't it? You know, you don't really think of this as an experience, but it it is, isn't it? it it's certainly an experience, and, and that's that's what you it guys certainly do really is. Well. You, you know, when people think of dumpsters, uh, oftentimes they think of this, you know, dirty, you know, rusted mm-hmm. steel box behind a restaurant or a warehouse, and and that right. sort of perception has permeated over the years into what it would be like if it was sitting in your driveway. And, in fact, um, it doesn't have to be like that. And the been there, dump that experience, completely different. Um, like I say, simple and friendly, right from the moment you hear about us to, uh, to the thank you card that you get uh, a few days after we've picked up our dumpster. You know what was great about your, your, when I interviewed you a couple years back, John, you, you made such an impression. You know, I remember you saying that you guys go even as far as like sweeping the driveway, don't you? You know, and I just, it, you made such an impression. You know, I do a lot of these interviews. You know, I think we're on like our 600th or like 650th interview. I mean, we've done so many of these, you know, and, and wow. you know, when I remember someone like yourself, it, it really stood out, you know, and that's what stood out for me was just the thank you cards sweeping the, the driveways, I mean, all of that, you know, it, and it was funny because when I had you on the show a couple of years ago, we were had that experience. We had a neighbor that had one of those junky, you know, bins that was just sitting, and it seemed like it was sitting there forever, and the neighbors were starting to complain, you know, and that's really what made the impression about your business is that, you know, it's 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 very clean. It's really, it's, it's non-intrusive. One of the things I was reading about too, Don, and I don't know if this is something new, but I was reading about, you know, some of the technology that been there, dump that uses and, and one of the things I came across was like that the GPS technology. I, I, I thought that was really cool. I imagine you've been using it a while now, but maybe it's something we haven't yeah. spoken about. You could talk a little bit about it. Yeah, we have a we have a just a fantastic piece of operating software that we use. Mm-hmm. Um it's proprietary to us. Um and it's Part of the software includes a GPS function where our, our franchise operators um, can track uh, at any given moment exactly where the dumpsters are out in their territory, wow. where the trucks are. Um, it, helps, it really helps them in terms of scheduling picks up, pickups and deliveries, but it right. also gives us an opportunity every morning to, um, uh, to pinpoint which dumpsters may be um, are out in the community for a period of time that um, that might be longer than usual. And one of the right. things we do is we'll we'll identify those, and oftentimes we'll give a quick text or uh, or phone call or email to the customer, just a friendly uh, 
hey, you know, you're not on our, our schedule for pickup today, but if you'd like that dumpster uh, to be removed from your driveway, please let us know. And, uh, you know, just little things like that. And, and you know what's funny about technology now? I, I mean, I wouldn't have even considered two or three years ago sending a customer a text message. But now, <laughs> uh, you know, this is a normal part of doing business, right? And, right. and it just right. makes the experience of dealing with been there, dump that a little simpler and a little bit more friendly. Seems like more people too, John, are, they seem to be getting rid of their junk. You know, I mean, if you go back, you know, 10, 20, even 30 years ago, you know, you, you never really saw that, you know, and this was an industry. I mean, when you look at it on a graph, I mean, it just seems to keep getting bigger and bigger. It, it, what's the industry up to today? I mean, I think the last time I spoke to you, we're up to like about $35, 40000000000 billion. I mean, it's, 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 it's an incredible yeah. industry, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely gigantic. And, uh, yeah. you know, even with technological advances that we see that we see that I mean happen in a blink of an eye it seems like these days but you know getting rid of trash getting rid of mm-hmm. junk getting rid of construction waste there's no technology for that yet you have to put right. it in a dumpster and you have to take it to the to the recycling facility or the landfill do you find that you know last year John you know in the US we had a lot of you know natural disasters hurricanes and things like that and I hate to use the word like as an opportunity but you know um I I I guess I guess to some extent it it is an opportunity for for your type of business right I mean sure there's a a need yeah. for your type of service when things like that happen isn't there Yeah the fact of the matter is we we do work in that space and um Yeah it, although it you know it is an opportunity, it's also a, an opportunity for us to help in the community to build relationships right. in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a perfect example: uh, a couple of years ago when Houston got um, got yeah. absolutely uh, smashed, um, we right. have we have a very very strong presence in Houston. Um, and I'm going to tell you, even now, uh, going on two years later, uh, we're still working with contractors. Wow. who discovered us because of that flood uh and because um they're still they're still rebuilding you know right so yeah it definitely is a big part of our business and, and we work with all the large um disaster restoration companies as well which is a real real cool byproduct of our growth is mm-hmm. that these companies now recognize us and they know right. who we are and they know what to expect of us so i'm going to give you an example uh, I'm on my way tomorrow to work uh, to work at an annual conference for. Uh, I, can I say the name of a, a company? Are sure. You good with that? Of course. Yeah, yes, Pure, PureClean. So PureClean. Sure. Yeah, PureClean is one of the one of the disaster restoration companies we work with, and I'm on my way tomorrow to work at their national conference and uh, and and keep us uh, close and in touch with those guys. And we we work with all those kind of companies, and we're constantly. Uh, you know, nurturing our relationships with them, and that's worked out really, really well for us. And that's what franchising is too, isn't it, John? You know, I guess at at the end of the day, you know, you see a lot of definitions on franchising, but it really is, I I, I think, one of the best definitions is it, it's a relationship, isn't it? You know, as you mentioned, between you and PureClean, oh, yeah. and you and your franchisees. I mean, that's really what what has made been there, dump that so successful. Wow, Marty. You know, we live a culture over here. Um, that starts with uh, with one uh, with one understanding uh, that we that we use in all parts of our business, and that is people do business with people they like, and right. um, yeah. you know it's the truest thing in business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yes. everything we do is about building relationships. What what do you look for in your your franchisees, John? You know, I was I was interested. You know, it seemed like when I spoke to you last time that you know. Your, your franchisees really come from all different types of backgrounds, don't they? Whether it's like customer service, you know, or things like that, you know, maybe you could talk about, you yep. know, what you look for today in your franchisees, if they have any specific types of characteristics or traits. Yeah. You know, to be honest, we really keep a, a real open mind when it comes to franchise operators and, 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 you know, people considering our offering. Uh, here's what we look for. We look for people with a, with a good, strong uh, business background, um, mm-hmm. It can be kind of generic, uh, to be honest with you. We got people from the operation ends of business. We got salespeople. We got lawyers, engineers. But the 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 most important trait, um, if I were going to pinpoint one thing, is is we look for people who are good communicators. And right. um, yeah. you know, and we part of our process, especially in the first two or three stages of our process with with candidates, 
is to uh, assess their ability to communicate um, because, uh, you know, again, people do business with people they like. And effective right. communicators that can relate, that's, that's what we're looking for. You're, I mean, your business, I mean, it's, it's, your, your dumpsters are, are billboards in a way, aren't they, John? You know what I mean? As I always said, you know, yeah. if you see one of these things in someone's driveway, the whole neighborhood sees it, doesn't it? And, and, and I imagine that helps to some extent because it really stands out. You guys have that nice color that just really stands out, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that's very helpful to your business as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we're absolutely lucky. We're, we're in a business where our product is actually a, a whole bunch of moving billboards. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's just a, a lucky little piece of our business model. But we do uh, capitalize on that every chance we get. And, uh, again, not to slag any other dumpster companies out there, but right. uh, if you're in the dumpster business and you're not refurbishing your equipment on a regular basis, you're missing a great right. opportunity because they're sure. in the public way, right? And, right, um, exactly. Yeah, so so you've really hit on one of the one of the uh, what we call one of the pillars of our uh, overall marketing strategy is taking advantage of those moving billboards we have out in the public way. That's terrific. What is the training like today, John? Uh, are, are your new franchisees? I mean, once they come aboard, are, are they going up to Canada? Do they stay in the states. How, how does that work today? Yeah, we've really. Uh, uh, developed our training over the years and so currently uh, here's what it looks like we we, we start our um, our new franchise operators with a with an extensive pre what we call pre uh, pre-training program that um, we right. give them a, a whole bunch of homework before they start in the formal classroom part um, of great. the training and that homework includes regular weekly uh, phone calls with our super support team here to make sure that they're moving along and, and getting the things that they need done. Then they come up and spend one uh, one week with us um, right. here at our training facility. We, we are in Toronto um, at the west end of the city here, and uh, we, we typically have classes that range from three to five new locations at a time, um, which we find to be a nice workable size for, for training. Right. But, but that one week is is now. We used to include some uh, some you know truck type operational training during that week. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore, Marty, because we've got so much to do in one week that we right, spend right. our time in the classroom talking about business, um, introducing and teaching the software. Uh, we spend a lot of time going over marketing uh, because you know with any business that first six months to a year, marketing sure. is everything. Uh, right. You know, we tell everybody it doesn't matter how great you are if your phone's not ringing, right? Right. So right. Exactly. Uh, we, we do a lot of that. And then, and then the, the, the last thing we do on the Friday in the morning is, is we actually um, do a session uh, where we work with each of our locations creating a cash flow projection for year one so that when they leave, um, we have a good understanding of what their goals are for their uh, for their financial uh, success in their first year, and then we can work with them as a support team to to hit those goals. and And then um, they'll go back. Uh, they go back to their uh, territory or their location where they're going to open. Uh, we try to schedule the delivery of their truck and their dumpsters sometime uh, in the following week or two of training, um, so it fits nicely. So they get back, they're raring to go, their equipment arrives. And then they will be sent to one of our – we have four training uh, franchise training centers now um, throughout the U.S. where they will go and spend two or three days with an actual franchise location. And, and the purpose of that is um, to, to see the equipment work, to actually get in the truck, to lift the, the bins, to see how that's done, um, to, to sit in the office, to answer the phone, talk to some customers, all that sort of thing in a real-world scenario. Because you can do a lot of stuff in the classroom, but there's nothing like actually being at a functioning business. So um, we've certified four of our franchise locations to, uh, to work with us on that. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, after that part of it, uh, they're in business. Um, that doesn't mean we're not still training because uh, we spend up to the first six to eight months continuing to work with them on a regular basis, um, and they'll, they'll have regular phone calls with their assigned what we call franchise support coach uh, whose sole task it is 
um, is to help them ramp their business up to success as quickly as possible. It's it's interesting in listening to your response, John, because it's really the uh, the benefits of, of becoming a been there, dump that franchisee. You know, I'm sure there's people out there that say, God, I could just do that myself or I could start a company out, you know, similar to what you guys do. But they really can't, can they? I mean, you know, you guys got the branding. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talk about, you know, cash flow projections. You know, you get them comfortable. You have all of that support. And you, you have an appreciation for franchising, too. I've always got that sense from you. And in fact, I think you were a franchisee at one point, weren't you, John? So you have that empathy for, for the small business owner, don't you? Yeah, I certainly was. So I, I have actually started my own businesses in my you know past career and and also was a franchise operator um, with another uh, with another business and um, you know the value you get with a good franchisor it's just almost impossible to put a number on it Marty I mean you know right. it's a you know it's a roadmap to success if you follow the model um, with a good franchise uh, company and and I tell everybody you know we're in the dumpster business it, this is not rocket science I mean we're not splitting right, atoms right. over here. You know, uh, could you figure it out? You probably would figure it out. Uh, my question to to everyone who asks this question when they're looking at our opportunity is, how long is it going to take you to figure it out? Right. How many times exactly. are you going to stub your toe on things that we've already right. figured out for you? Um, and how much money and time is that going to cost you in the long run when you compare it to what you what you're getting when you join a a group like ours. It's terrific. You've been doing this such a long time now, John. You know, and one of the questions I like to ask someone like yourself when we have you on the show is, you know, what what makes a franchisee successful? You know, I mean, you have a lot of franchisees out there. But, you know, what, what what makes a good franchisee or, let's say, really successful? That's such a great question. I mean, it's sort of the age-old uh, question in franchising. But right. um, I believe strongly um, that, a successful franchise operator is a combination of um, great entrepreneur and mm-hmm. somebody who understands the value of a proven model. So, um, you know, we don't want robots that are just going to do it because we said so. What we want are right. people who understand what needs to be done for success and then take our model and apply it in their market. And, um, you know, I, I know that's kind of a general thing for me to Sure. Say, and it's it's an inexact science, but it's it's all about smart, aggressive people taking our model and leveraging it in their own market. That's what it's about. Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting. A long time ago, we had uh, one of the most successful franchisees. I think it was a tax franchise at the time, John. You know, and and you know, I asked him the question. I said, you know, how did you become the number one franchisee out of like you know five hundred different franchisees? And he said his answer was was pretty general. He said. I followed the system. I did what they told me to do, yeah. you know, and, and you got to have that trust, don't you, you know, for the system, you know, as you said, you got to yeah. appreciate the value and, you know, of all the m- mistakes and the successes that the organization has. And, and if you can do those things and have that appreciation, you know, then you could be very successful. One of the things I noticed since the last time I, I spoke to you, John, is it seems like um, I was reading an article and I forget the gentleman who wrote it. It might have been Joe Matthews. But he was saying that something like Fran Data came out recently. Like I think they said that it's like 3,800 or 4,000 different systems. I don't know if it's in North America or the United States today. So it seems like there's so much to choose from. Um, w- what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise, being that there is so much out there? You probably don't know where yeah. to begin, do you? Um, you know, and you're right. And with the Internet now, like you can you – can, you can find anything, right? So right, um, right. It's, it's like a needle in a haystack. I, I, I'll tell you, if I were looking for a franchise business and I was out in the, in the world right now, I, I, would, right. I would look for a few things. Number one, find yourself a franchisor that, that awards franchises as opposed to selling franchises. And I, I say that really specifically. Um, you know, I don't consider us selling anything when we, when we present our opportunity. Um, we consider the process to be a, a mutual interview, and we're assessing the candidate the same way they're assessing us when they go through this process. Right. And right. Um, and we're picky, you know. And good franchisors yeah. are picky, Marty, um, yeah. and they should be. And and here right. I've been there, dumped that. I think uh, you know I'm going to pat ourselves on the back here. I, I think we've done a. If there's one thing we've done well, it's award franchises to the right people. Um, we're not That's perfect. Great. We haven't we haven't been perfect in that sense, but right. way more often than not, we have awarded our franchise territories 
to people who fit our model, uh, fit our culture, um, and have and have a better chance of success. And so I'd be looking at that first. And, and, and you'll be able to tell if you're a candidate looking for a business, you'll be able to tell by the way they present themselves. Um, you know, we tell people right out of the get-go, we're not selling you anything. Um, if we don't think you're a good fit, we're going to tell you that, and, and, and you won't be awarded a franchise. But if we do, then we're going to welcome you into the team. And, and that's, to me, that's the most important quality I'd be looking at uh, in a franchisor. And, and, of course, you know, that's harder to um, – to understand with newer, smaller type of offerings. That doesn't mean that they're not right. great. It, it just means that you, right. you might have to have a little bit of a different conversation. But um, And then the other thing is uh, the most important part of the, of the process, uh, no matter which franchise you're looking at, is, is that um, speaking to existing franchise operators who are out there, um, who made the life mm-hmm. decision to commit to it, um, and, 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 you know, talk to them about their business. And at the end of it, you know, there's one question. If you had this to do again, would you? Um, right. That'll That's tell a great you. Question. you know? That's a great yeah. question. I think there's a lot to be said, too, of, of speaking to franchisors like yourself, John, you know, that have that, you know, of course, you have the track record of success. You've been doing this a long time. Um, you have, you know, 150 plus units, you know. I mean, so there's economies of scale there, you know. And, and, and I always thought, you know, that, that that's a certain advantage in itself, isn't it? Is, is that, you know, you guys have this long success oh, yeah. it, because it's not always, you know, we, we, we've had a lot of concepts on our show over the last, you know, 12 years, you know, and I've also, some of them are, are really good concepts, but they don't make it, you know, they just kind of fade away after a yeah. couple of years after I interview them, you know? So there's a lot to be said. I mean, you been there, dumped that is, is, is here to stay, aren't they? <laughs> I think it's safe to say. Well, I certainly think we are, absolutely. You know, uh, Marty, zero to 50 units was a grind. It was, uh, yeah. you know, that that's where a new franchisor is really uh, depending on, on people making a real leap of faith. It, it really right. is. And right. there's, no, there's no way right. around that. But, but you know, those that, that get to that level, 50 to 100 is – you know, it's a different it's a different type of uh, presentation. You have a, a bit of a track right. record. You're still new, but right. you know, but but let me tell you, uh, once you get over 100, the conversation yeah. totally changes. changes. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what else the um, the candidates change. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I right. would never say it's a different quality of people because that's not it. Right. It's just right. maybe a different uh, higher net worth. Uh, sure. You know, things like that. So. Um, right. You know, we are, like I say, I feel privileged uh, at this point in time to be part of Been There, Dump That, um, and where we're at right now. Um, we've really, uh, we're really achieving what we're setting out to achieve. Uh, and again, um, great people, great franchise operators yeah. out in the field that, are, that continue to prove the model um, and continue to validate with, uh, with new people in a very honest way, which, um, which you know, it's, it's just really, really nice. Yeah, that makes more sense to me today, John, than it did when we first started the show, you know, years ago, you know, is is to look towards, you know, that I think it's like only 20% of all franchisers, what I think hit that 100 plus mark or something like that, you know? Yeah, I think um, that's about it. Yeah, it's it's something like that, you know, and I just, I always thought that was an interesting number and it does make sense to join a system, you know, very similar to yours, you know, that has that track record and has the success. What I've always been impressed about been there dumped that as well as you know i mean here you are you, you know you started in canada but and now today i mean you have more franchisees in the united states you know of course it's a bigger market of course you know but i always thought that was interesting you know i know that happened to mcdonald's at one point was where you know i think they had like maybe fourteen, fifteen thousand in the u.s but today they have more franchisers internationally you know and i always thought that was an interesting part of what happened to, you know, you have this tremendous success in North America, um, but especially in the United States. Um, was that interesting for the, the organization that, that you've done so well in the U.S.? Yeah, I, you know, it's definitely interesting. I, I wouldn't say surprising because, you know, right. our plan from the day I started was, was that we were always going to take been there, dump that to the United States. Right. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of size, Marty. It's, it's, you know, we're just uh, we're just a little speck compared in Canada right. here compared to compared to the That's U.S. Right. and the markets. Right. You know, the markets are there. You know, the interesting thing for us though is um, dumpsters are dumpsters, and uh, you'd be amazed at how similar 
our Canadian uh, locations are to our U.S. locations. There's really very little difference in terms of the wow. model. Um, in fact, hardly any difference. I would say there's hardly right. any difference at all. The model right. is the same. Um, the product is the same. The way we present it, the way we, uh, the way we uh, offer it, and, and, uh, and, the way, and the experience out there in people's driveways is the same. And um, we're lucky that we have a, we have a product that, that uh, you know, that travels, if you would. You know? Right, of course. That's great. So where do you see the organization, John? You know, if I ha- I'd like to have you back, you know, in, in three years or five years down the road. Th- th- where do you see the organization then, you know, if you can look into a crystal ball? We, we would like to continue to add um, somewhere between 25 and 30 territories per year. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a very healthy but uh, manageable um, growth number for us. Right, uh, I, right. I think, Marty, if we wanted to, we could probably do more than that. But, you know, honestly, right. we, we, like, we like this trajectory we're on right now. And um, right, it allows right. us to add new people, add new franchise support coaches as we grow and, um, and continue to help people ramp their businesses up. Um, we added a great program this past year that, that I, quickly I'd just like to yeah. tell you about. I mean, we have, we have a program here at Been There Dump That called Peer Performance Groups, and we've had it for a few years now where we, we put like uh, franchise operators together in groups, and, and they help each other grow their business through regular meetings and, and stuff. But last year we added uh, another level um, uh, to that to that uh, to that program, we call it the next level group. And, and what we did is we identified about a dozen of our um, largest top performers, the people that had been around a little bit longer, made right. their business uh, larger, and we put them. And we actually went outside of our um, of our full time staff, and 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 we brought an amazing guy named Mike Ween. I don't know if you know Mike, but um, he's a consultant in franchising, and. Right. Um, we actually uh we actually uh put him with that group um and uh we've we're almost a year into the program now uh and we're seeing some fantastic results um in terms of sharing information and and, and we're able now to that information that these top performers are um are are developing and we're starting to push it now down into the smaller locations to help them grow so um that's really worked out quite well for us. It's a great benefit to franchising, uh, you know, isn't it, yeah. John, is that, you know, it, it, the sharing of best practices, you know, within within yeah. the franchise community, within your organization, because they're willing to do that, aren't they? I mean, they're not competitors, you know, they're, they're, they're sharing their information. They don't have to worry about someone coming into their territory because it is protected, you know, and right. I, I think that's just such a wonderful, great advantage is, you know, sometimes, you know, just little things that maybe the other franchisees aren't doing, you know, and by sharing those best practices uh, could t- yep. take them to the next level. That's what it does, doesn't it? It's about being a team. And, right. And, you know, exactly. that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's about the, it's about the, the people that have been around for longer and have achieved success and, and that sharing that information with those that are growing, uh, everybody working uh, together to, to achieve uh, the same thing in the long run. Um, and, you know, and the fact of the matter is we're all in business and, and one of the other huge benefits of being part of a, a great franchise organization is when it comes time to exit, and there's always going to become a time to exit. Right, um, of course. If you're with a great company, then your particular franchise business is going to be worth more. It's as simple as that. That's right. And you know, and those people at the top understand that in our network. And 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 you know, the fact is, the better the new locations do, the quicker they ramp it up. The 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 larger they grow, the more valuable everybody's business is when it comes time to exit. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, I should do a better job at, you know, talking about those things on the show, John. You know, is, is we don't talk a lot about, you know, exit strategies. You know, what is your plan for the business? You know, I mean, do you want to, yeah. 10 years, 20 years, do you want to give it to your family? But those those are important questions. You know, when you have a strong franchise and brand name like yourself, it makes it much easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Believe it or not, we talk about exit strategy as part of our due diligence process with, with candidates. 
Um, so as we, we always have a conversation about exit strategy. Some people laugh and think it's crazy. I mean, what do you mean? I right. haven't even joined the team here. You're talking about exit strategy. But, <laughs> right. You, you know, my feeling is every, anybody who gets into any small business, whether it be uh, dumpsters or, or hamburgers, if, if you right. don't have an exit strategy from day one, you're not going to be prepared when that day comes. So we talk about that with everyone in our network. I, I, I think that's great, yeah, because we don't talk about that a lot on the show, you know, and, and that I think we should, you know. It, it's, I, I was one of those people, John, many years ago. I got into a business, and for some reason, the, the business partner I got into business with, we never had an exit strategy, you know. So when it came mm-hmm. time to that, it was like, okay, what do we do, you know, and it got yeah, very what? messy and ugly, you know, and it just uh, yeah. it didn't go very well. Yeah, and and you know you 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 certainly are not alone in that, Marty. I mean, most small business people don't even think about that stuff. But you know, the fact of the matter is, if you're prepared for it, then right. it makes it not only much easier and less messy, but it nets you more money. So um, right. it's a really big, important part of our business model. That's fantastic. What's the best way, John, for our listeners to get more information on Been There, Dump That, you know, as the service and, of course, more specifically, the franchise opportunity? Any websites that you'd like them to go to to check out? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you can certainly go to beentheredumpthatusa.com, okay. uh, and that will uh, that is our, uh, our website that's designed for consumers who, who, who need okay. us in the U.S. Um, okay. Beentheredumpthat.com as well. Um, and if you're and if you're interested in finding out more about our franchise offering, beentheredumpthatfranchise.com um, is a standalone website that's designed specifically to give uh, any potential candidate as much information as we possibly can. We, because you know, in this day and age, people want to find stuff on the internet. So um, it is absolutely right. packed with information about who we are and and and, and what we're offering. Well, I'm so glad I had the chance to interview you again, John. It was great uh, interviewing you a second time, and I'd like to invite you back in another couple years, you know, two, three years, and uh, see where the organization's at. But I think Been There, Dump That has a wonderful franchise opportunity. It was great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Marty. I, I truly do appreciate it, um, and uh, keep up the great, uh, the great work there. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, John. It was great to talk to you. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every entrepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top-performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. 
where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now and the way this whole podcast came about was we were looking to do, over the years we've had some great quotes on our show. So we decided to do these like little mini clips of kind of like a best of segment uh, because it was some really great significant information within each show and we didn't realize that the podcast this particular podcast was going to turn into something just as big as the radio show so today you're going to get to hear an interesting clip from larry sadati and he is the chief development officer of a franchise called paris baguette and he says something really interesting we're going to call this podcast you really gotta love me you got to listen to it to find out why. We get into franchising, but we find from doing this show such a long time now that many aspiring franchipreneurs, they don't know where to begin. What advice would you give to them in their quest to buy a franchise because you've been doing this such a long time now? I, I would say you look at something that you can get passionate about and are very excited about. Mm-hmm. Don't, you need to be clear on what your objectives are and your goals. Right. You need to you need to look beyond the the superficial stuff. Like again, I know money is is extremely important, but you got to look past just the money part of it. Mm-hmm. You right. got to look at something that you're you can get heavily invested in emotionally and and also financially, and that you you believe in. And when I say that, the the most important part of a franchise franchise relationship is alignment. You have to make sure that you're aligned with that company that you would be getting involved with and they're aligned with you. And right. which means you have to believe in what they believe in. You have to you have to have similar values and you have to make sure that you you are in tune with the leadership of that company mm-hmm. that you know them intimately and understand what they're what what's driving them and what what you basically got to put yourself in the organization right and and try to come out with the a decision that you feel totally comfortable with and aligned with and just make sure that all the pieces are in place and you do your due diligence don't get trapped into something that you think is a hot concept or mm-hmm. um something that looks great today because there's a lot of here today is gone tomorrow and I live in the county yeah. with that right now. I can't tell you how many times I get the question because, you know, doing the show such a long time, Larry, is, you know, from an aspiring franchise, it's like, what's hot right now in franchising? You know, and you're right. I typically have the same responses. You know, you might want to be a little careful about, you know, what's hot today because you're right. It, it, it's a lot of times it's, it's gone in five years, isn't it? 
Yeah, and you also, you've got to be aware of how easy it is to get involved in it because if it's easy, people are going to spring up into it. Sure. And it's going to get, there are, you know, the the pizza space right now is is going through that. There's going to be a consolidation Mm -hmm. because in every region there's no clear dominant player yet. Right. But you have all these players, and they can't all survive. And no, they can't. sooner or later, you know, you, you can get caught up in something like that, saying it's really, really hot. It's a great concept, but you know, when guys start putting two or three of them within two blocks of each other, and you start splitting the market, and everything becomes commoditized, you know, that's a lower, low barrier of entry sure. category that can deceive you into a bad decision. I'm not saying right. it's a bad decision. I'm just saying. Right. It's an example of getting into something that is not really a high barrier of entry category, so you have to be very careful and make a very careful decision. Yeah, I think that's well said. And I like how you used on on several instances in this interview, Larry, is is you emphasize the word relationship. You know, and a lot of times when someone will ask me, you know, they'll to describe a franchise, you know, is that's what I describe it as. It's, it's a relationship, isn't it? And you kind of put an emphasis also on that, you know, having that trust in the franchisor is a key element of franchising, isn't it? At the end of the day, if you're married, this is your second spouse. Yeah, and well said. And if you're not married, this is your first spouse. And anyone that's ever been married knows you better be completely aligned with who you're marrying or else things don't go right and that that's yeah. a painful that's very painful when it spins out and goes the wrong way so you know when when I speak with franchisees and and I'm you know one of the things that I often say is look we're going to be married this is a contract but it's a marriage right and you really got to love me because if you don't <laughs> I like that it's it's going to be, it's not going to end well, and you just need to look at it as hey we're we're dating, and we're going to get engaged, and then we're going to get married, and right. you know it's not, we're not always going to agree, but at least we know that we can disagree and walk away and come back and and agree on other things. It's got to yeah, be that, that kind advice. of a relationship. That's great. We have this um, free quotes and franchising podcast. We're going to put that in there, Larry. I think that's great advice to our listeners. You know, it's- If you'd like to listen to that whole show with Larry Sadati of Paris Baguette, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to the food section, and you can actually hear that whole interview. It was a fantastic show podcast we did with Larry. So, And finally, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing this podcast uh, radio show almost a decade now, so it's really uh, quite incredible how quickly the time has gone by. So we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.
It's the legend, the one and only, McDonald's monument to better mornings, the Egg McMuffin, made with a fresh cracked egg, and now only $2. But there's more good news. Now you can get any size hot coffee for just a buck. Yes, it's back for a limited time only. So come get your Egg McMuffin and hot coffee now on McDonald's $1-2-3 menu. At participating McDonald's, a la carte only, cannot be combined with combo meal. It's the legend, the one and only, McDonald's monument to better mornings, the Egg McMuffin, made with a fresh cracked egg, and now only $2. But there's more good news. Now you can get any size hot coffee for just a buck. Yes, it's back for a limited time only. So come get your Egg McMuffin and hot coffee now on McDonald's one two three dollar menu. At participating McDonald's, a la carte only, cannot be combined with combo meal. You're an original. Nobody walks like you, laughs like you, or sings in their car like you. We've heard you. You're a blend of signature spice mixed with original sauce over a bed of really awesome. You are flavorful. And we salute you with a sandwich as flavorful as you are from McDonald's Signature Crafted Recipes. Try the new savory, creamy mushroom and Swiss burger today. Only at McDonald's. At participating McDonald's. You're an original. Nobody walks like you, laughs like you, or sings in their car like you. We've heard you. You're a blend of signature spice mixed with original sauce over a bed of really awesome. You are flavorful. And we salute you with a sandwich as flavorful as you are from McDonald's Signature Crafted Recipes. Try the new savory, creamy mushroom and Swiss burger today. Only at McDonald's. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> 